and welcome to DaVita Leadership Insights, a podcast for DaVita teammates who want to become a better leader, both personally and professionally. I'm Grace Berman, a Senior Director with DaVita University. And I'm Doug Miller, a Master Coach and DaVita University faculty member. Today, we get to chat about how to manage life with Jen Basel, Vice President of People Services, leading our People Services Operations and Talent Team. Welcome, Jen. Hey guys, thanks so much for having me today. Jen, thanks so much for joining us and to talk about this incredibly important and cool. Let's let's pause and talk about how cool it is that we're doing a podcast around how to manage life. And I know that uh, a lot of people continue to struggle with it, especially during these times. And uh, really excited to 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 hear your thoughts. And we know that you're still a student of this, you know, we're that, and, and to be honest, those are the podcasts that are the best when people are willing to get on here and chat with us and just have a conversation around these things that are so important to them that they're continuing to work and evolve around. So I know you have some great stories and tips to share with us. And so let's get started and talk about the foundation. How would you break down this big topic of managing life? Uh. It is uh it is a really big topic, isn't it? And it's it's one of it's one of my favorites really to to noodle on and to work with when I think about um all the things that I want to get out of life that many of us want to get out of life. It's really tricky to figure out how to fit it all in. Um and so as a result, I love that you describe it as me being a student. Um I and working on it and working on it and picking up new tips and tricks along the way. Um, you know, someone once told me, you can have it all. You just can't have it all on the same day. And so for me, it's been about navigating that that trade-off as, as we go. I love that quote. And when, I, when you sh- first shared that with me, Jen, I found myself saying that to myself and saying that as advice to others that I was talking to and say, you can have it all. You just can't have it all the same day. You've got to choose. So uh, could you say more about that and how you've applied it in your life? Yeah. I mean, it's it's about priorities. Um, and so, yeah, I have to prioritize. I have to say no to some things. An example could be travel. Um I like to travel. I like to say yes. You know, let's go see so and so. You know, let's go and spend the weekend here. Um, but when you look at all the other things we have going on, you know, busy career, small kids, family obligations, uh, it kind of gets to the point of like, man, there are just too many things. And in order to um, spend time on what we value most, which for us is good quality family time. Um, sometimes we have to say no to travel or not now, or let's do it less. Um, and so that's one example. Awesome. And, and tell us, tell us, you know, one of the things we do, Jen, is I invite our guests to tell us about a time that they may have struggled with this topic, just to kind of normalize that. I think that, and especially around this topic, I think we all struggle in, in different ways around it. So would you be willing to tell us about a time when you didn't manage life well? One story that pops to mind for me is just a really good, you know, like reflection and somebody else of when I wasn't doing this well was a conversation that I had with my husband um, a number of years ago. And it puts a little bit of a lump in my throat. You know, it's uncomfortable to remember having this conversation. Um, But I was, I made a joke to him of my priorities are work and then my daughter and then you. 
and I was joking around, um, but he looked at me and was just like, I don't know why you're saying that like a joke. That's how it is. Um, and for me, that was a real wake up call um, because yes, work is important, um, but it it doesn't need to be in that number one position all the time. And certainly not to the exclusion of the people who I care most about uh, in the world. Yeah, that sounds like a really tough realization. And I'm sure there are people listening right now who are thinking, oh my gosh, I've had the exact same conversation <laughs> with my my partner, or my family member, or my loved one. And I know I have too. And it's been in my head what deserves the most priority. And I think it should be work because I don't know, there's just so many things over my career where that's put it on top or I feel like that's what it should be. And that's where uh, where I, it deserves, you know, what deserves the most of my energy and pri- priority. And yeah, I, I agree. I think it does take some difficult reflection to get to that point where you think, gosh, is this really what I want? Um, it relates to a concept we have at DeVita University called life alignment in terms of how do we align our life and how are we looking at it instead of work and home, how are we looking at it in terms of all of the aspects of our whole life and um, what do we want it to look like and where do we need to move the needle? So I, I'm curious, Jen, what happened after you had that realization that you things were a certain way and that's not what you want it to look like? We actually, it it tipped off a whole series of conversations. Uh, For us, we were living in a city that we were in because of work. We weren't close to family. Um, We loved to be outside on the water. We weren't close to any water. Um, Work wasn't driving fulfillment um, outside of the work itself, not contributing to the community, say, in a meaningful way. And so we made the decision to relocate. Um, and moved to Tampa, where I live now. We live now a mile down the street from my parents. Uh, and it was actually in that transition that I found DeVita, which gave me an opportunity to do you know, this work that I, I still very much enjoyed, similar to what I had been doing, um, but in a different sort of, a different sort of context um, where I could you know, give back in a more meaningful way to our community. And so that was important for me too. That's beautiful. I, I I love the message of empowerment in that story and you know how you went from feeling like you weren't managing life the way that you wanted to live it to really uh, working with in collaboration with your husband, it sounds like, mm-hmm. and really looking at what's important to us as a family and 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 figuring out, you know, what could you do and how what are the actions that you could take and then and then to be courageous enough to actually do it right? To actually make those choices. I think sometimes that can be really, that can be the sticking point for a lot of, I know it can for me. It was scary. And that was like a wholesale life change. And I think that there are other ways where you can, where you or I can be in control and that message of empowerment can stick on a smaller scale. And, you know, balance is a, it's not like I made the transition and then it was sunshine and roses every day. Like it wasn't. I expect sunshine and roses. I know. Come on, Jen. <laughs> Kenny, if you're listening, it was sunshine and roses many days. <laughs> <laughs> and so Kenny Gardner, uh, Kenny, you're saying Kenny, Kenny Gardner's our chief people officer, and you um you also worked with him in your role when you first started at Davida too, right? 
Yeah, yeah, I did. We worked together a long time. When I think about the sort of the ebb and flow, uh, and this is sort of what we're talking about. You can't have it all on the same day. Work is really important to me. My career is really important to me. Emergencies arise or high priority things arise that require time and attention and focus. Uh, I think many of us have felt that in the past couple of years. And COVID is a really good example um, where it felt like, gosh, there's something new. There is a big issue every day um, requiring a lot of attention, stakes high. Um, you know, and I think for for many of us in the roles that we have or the roles that we seek to have, there is a lot of um, stress. Learning takes effort. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've also tried to um, change the way in which I relate to the stress and say, okay, here in this situation, um, I have to be in control and I have to be in control for, um, for me, for my family, for my team. And so I try to just, um, I try to be really clear on what does that look like for me? What are sort of the, the non-negotiables, the big rocks to use another DVU concept mm-hmm. um, that have to be in place in order for me to successfully navigate um, the, the balance um, as many days as possible. I love how you're approaching this and thinking about it. And can you do a double click there and just take us inside of an, an, an example of a day when you know you're managing life well and, and what does that look like and how do you know you're managing it well? Yeah, I actually would say an example, Doug, of a day where I'm managing it well starts the night before mm-hmm. um, of making sure that I'm able to get to bed at a reasonable time um, for me, I need, you know, seven, eight hours of sleep to feel refreshed and be at my best. Um, as I mentioned, I have little kids and so they get us up early, um, in the mornings. I like to help get them, start to get them ready for school, get a workout in, um, and in the, in the morning time, kind of juggle, getting them out the door, getting lunches made, um, and then drive them in. That special time in the morning is important to me. Uh, And then I get started. I have some good GSD time before folks on mountain time start getting up and getting rolling. Nice. Um, For me, I also have um, a little bit of like a a startup ritual at the beginning of the day where I'm looking at, okay, what's my schedule? What are my big three? Does my schedule align to my big three? Uh, Big three meaning priorities so that I can feel as successful as possible at the end of the day. When I, when I, again, decide, okay, it's time to wrap up, um, I do my very best to disconnect uh, so that then I can be present for my family again in the evening. And on like nights, Doug, where I'm getting an A+, maybe there's a bike ride or um, a puzzle or something like that together with the family. Oh, fun. Those A-plus days sound great. I, <laughs> I have to, I we, <laughs> Simple, simple but fun. I think we all need more A-plus days in our lives. And I appreciate that you brought up the night before because that's such a good point about sleep. And I'm going to make a shameless plug here for our Headspace app. So as DeVita teammates, we get you know access to Headspace. And from what I've heard, from teammates who really struggle to get to that night before piece and get a very good night's sleep to fully recharge their body and their mind. 
that this um, the sleep part of the Headspace app has been really helpful. And so if, if you're one of those folks and you want to have an A-plus day and you want to start the night before, this is a great uh, opportunity to do that. And we'll include in the show notes the link uh, for how our DeVita teammates can access that free Headspace app. I love Headspace, Grace. I totally agree. And their sleep stuff is really good. Um, their sleep stuff is really good. And they have SOS stuff. If you, um, like me, if you're like me and um, may wake up in the middle of the night, they have great, um, great meditations to actually help you quiet your brain and fall back to sleep. Oh. Um, so yeah, check it out. Thanks for that tip. I appreciate that. I might have to check that out. All right. So I want to pivot a little bit, Jen. When we asked uh, one of your teammates what you do uniquely well as a leader, they said that you really helped coach them on how to better manage life. That's part of the reason why we said, hey, Jen, how about coming on this podcast? Would you like to talk about this topic? So let's hear like uh, more about how you coach others on how to manage life. We heard how you coach yourself. Could you take us into one of those stories of when you were coaching a teammate, perhaps an example of a conversation you've had, and, um, and how did that go? I love that. And that's such a tremendous compliment from that teammate. Um, I think what I would say is when when I talk to uh, folks who are having a hard time with work-life balance or work-life alignment, um, often what what they share is work hours are um, are much higher than they're comfortable with for an extended period of time. We're not talking about a short sprint, but it is a mm. it is an ongoing chronic issue for folks. Um, and this has been a problem for me too at different points in my career. And one of the things that I found to be super powerful and how I often coach others, a good starting place for how I might coach others is, you know, treat treat your work hours as much as possible like a finite resource and then work backwards to say, okay, what can I fit in? If I know that, um, if I know that I need to do these projects each week, you know, I need this much time for it. Do I really have time to be on however many hours of calls? Mm-hmm. Um, or just to, you know, it sort of forces the issue of what are the most important priorities and making sure that um, that time is being spent in line with those most important priorities. This is great stuff. Um, I'm going to do something I've never done before, Grace, and I'm going to go rogue and go off the script and off the stuff. And I paused so the audio team could edit this out if they want to. But Jen, I'm I'm reflecting on uh, like you're talking about these pivotal moments in managing life and making these big decisions that I think take a lot of courage and um, and can be feel risky at the time. And I'm remembering a time that didn't you go, didn't you cut back your work hours at Davida in order to prioritize your family and spend more time with your family? And even you can even hear me hesitating saying the words, didn't you go part time? Like that means something negative. I don't know. So I, I don't know if you'd be willing to share a little bit about that here because it feels like it's such a great part of this. And it's something that I imagine a lot of us might think about and just then skip right over it because it just does not seem like in any way in the realm of reality. Yeah, I'm glad that you raised that actually. Um, when I was in professional services, there were lots of different models that people could 
uh, employee. So I spent a little bit of time in professional services at 60%, at 80%. I did internal roles. I did client-facing roles as I worked to find what was the right sort of model for me. And so part-time has been um, part of my mental model for a better part of my professional journey. And I, I got to a place in my DeVita career where it felt like it was a good time to pivot And I had a conversation about what that could look like with Kenny. And he was really supportive of finding a a way of working that worked for me. Um, And at the time, my husband was starting a new business. We needed more flexibility at home to make it all work. Um, And so I did. I went um, part-time for um, part of last year um, where I was working the hours where my kids were at school. So I could drop them off, work. Uh, pick them up. Of course, like I said, it's not all perfect every day. Of course, I would have calls that might pop up, um, you know, later in the evening. But on balance, I was able to do the things that I wanted to do for my family. Uh, And I felt really lucky to have the opportunity to do that. And then when our family situation changed a little bit, my husband's business was a bit more stable. I ramped back up to full-time. For balance in our family, you've heard me bring up my husband a few different times that teamwork is really important. And so I feel really lucky that I have um, a supportive, engaged partner who can help switch off at different times to help our family priorities um, work on an ongoing basis. We have had to say, this is what's most important to us. These are the places where it's really important to focus and invest and get it right. And so that was an important part of my, my DeVita journey. Thanks for sharing that, Jen, being willing to share all of that. And the the message that I'm hearing, and I think anybody could take this, regardless, uh, and one is it takes it takes a village, <laughs> like literally it takes, it takes a village, whatever your village might be, our Davida village or your broader community, your broader family and friends. And it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to to lean on others. And then the second piece I hear is really about being open to creatively looking at your life and how to get more balance and control over it. Because one of the things I hear a lot from people who feel frustrated with their situation is they feel stuck. That's what they're saying, is they feel stuck and that there's no way out. There's no way to change. Everything's outside of their control. And they might need someone to help them or coach them or They might need to go seek out someone who can give them some really good advice around, here's another way that you might be able to get this and this. Here's another way you might be able to have it all, just not on the same day. So I love those those pieces of what you said, Jen. Well, it's about that time. We could have probably talked for another hour about this topic. We do end all of our episodes the same way, and we want to give you a chance to share this too. What is one practical, tactical tip You've shared a lot with us uh, with your stories. What's one of them, maybe the the top one, that you would challenge our listeners to go out and try right away to manage life? So I would say look at your calendar and figure out where you can trim, even if it's a small amount. You know, whether it's changing the frequency of a call or a length of a call or delegating. Um, but I think we can be, to your earlier point, Grace, um, creativity can go um, a long way and time management. And that's been a lifesaver for me. That's a great tip. Thanks so much, Jen, for joining us today. Really appreciate your openness and willingness to share. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for having me. That was a helpful discussion with Jen. 
I loved her tip at the end to look at your calendar and figure out where you can trim, even if it's a small amount. And I think it was, I'm just going to build on that, Doug, because I think if people are saying, oh, well, my work calendar is kind of weird. It doesn't really make sense. Look at your your like personal life calendar, your home life calendar. Is there something you're spending time on where it doesn't make sense for your time, your energy, your life alignment, your priorities, and trim it, just even if it's a small amount, and get that time back? Completely agree, Grace, and... Uh... And I think that that's the place I'm going to have to get really creative, like really think outside of the box and really challenge myself around some of the ruts I feel like I can get into around not even not even thinking about ways to include and invite others to support me. So really, really appreciate that. Oh, nice. Yeah, right? Yeah. So, uh, and speaking of tips, Grace, speaking of tips, it's my turn to follow up on the tip from our last episode with Mike Staferi on navigating your career. His tip was to create clarity in yourself about what makes you happy and then have the courage to pursue it. And what that reminded me of, Grace, is this moment in my DeVita journey where I was at a crossroads. And I had this image of what I thought it meant to be a great leader and especially a great leader at DaVita. And that was to be leading a team and to have, you know, to be building out a portfolio of work. And, um, and, and it was a crossroads to sit down and realize that that's not where my gifts, skills, and talents lie and that I really have way more to contribute as a coach and teacher and facilitator and mentor and guide and, and, and et cetera inside of this village. And so to kind of have the courage to say, no, I don't want to lead teams and, and build out an organization, I'm really, my contribution to this organization and to the world is far more suited as a coach and a practitioner and a facilitator. That was that took some courage, um, and yeah. uh, right, and and there were some things at risk in doing that. And I will say that the journey has been unbelievably amazing to be on this path. It brings me such deep fulfillment, and I feel so blessed and honored to be able to to do what I love to do. I am so happy for you, Doug. I'm so happy for you that you were able to find that path and have the courage to pursue it as as Mike had challenged us all to do. And I can totally see that happiness from you and yeah. that fulfillment from you, especially because I know the podcast is your favorite thing that you do. <laughs> and that that it was made possible by this decision. Uh, so I again, like, come on, what could be more fulfilling than this? So <laughs> thanks. Awesome. <laughs> and and Doug, I'll just say one thing on that. I love how you bring out this point about supposed tos or should bees. And I think we use so much of that as we make decisions in our life, especially about our careers. And I am so impressed with the way Mike thinks about it and has coached others on it, that let go of those supposed to, let go of what you think people want you to do or need you to do or what you're supposed, like what you as a person are meant to do, really find it in yourself and then have the courage to pursue that. 
And for our listeners, we would love to hear your stories and tips as well. Please check out our show notes and click on the listener mail link to find out more about submitting your stories and tips in writing or through a voice message. And if you haven't yet subscribed to this podcast, please click that subscribe button so you don't miss any episodes. And if you enjoy these podcasts, please go over to iTunes and rate us. Uh, or click on that survey link in our show notes so that we know how we're doing. And we'll end this podcast the way we end all of them by saying one for all. All for one.